Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020, KDKA. It is the Organic Gardeners. Doug and Jess are here. 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank. Instant access. KDK.com. 10th caller at 412-922-1020. Wins a gift certificate right now from the Sorgals out in Wexford. So let's get going with another edition of your Organic Gardeners. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm Doug Oster from the Tribune Review and everybodygardens.com. And I'm horticulturist Jessica Walliser. Weird weather. Very weird. It is a little bit ridiculous. We went through a corn maze last weekend, and it was like, you know, 90 degrees. You need to drag just, a gallon of water with you. It, we did. We kept having to come out of the corn maze and go get another lemonade, you know? You were well, able to find your way out? We we were, only with the help of my husband and the map. We went to that super giant one out in Ohio, uh, the maze craze, which is, unbe- it's, it's 4.3 miles till you get through the whole maze. It is and that's just one of the five mazes. They in have. a comic book that I read in like 1972, it was a Batman. It said Batman says if you always just turn right in a maze, you'll eventually get out. I don't know if that works or not. Um, I don't know if that would work in this maze. Friends of mine, I, friends crazy. of my, friends of mine went there three years ago. I've never seen them since. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me one bit because that thing is crazy. Were it not for my extremely directionally oriented husband, I would never find my way out. We took our, our son and a friend. We had a good time, but we were sweating by the time we got out. The weather is crazy. It has been so dry. I have watered my containers mm-hmm. m- this week mm-hmm. more than I water them almost the entire summer. Same here. I actually threw the hose on a couple big shrubs too. Yep. You yep. know, and uh, I am. You know, this is the time where I I want to be planting, but I'm not planting right. because it's just it's it's too hot. You know, <laughs> speaking at the Tree Pittsburgh event yesterday, uh, Arbor Aid Pawpaw Festival, and I'm not sure everybody was happy when I was saying, you know, yeah, go ahead and buy your tree, but don't put it in the ground now at 89 degrees, mm-hmm. you know, keep it in a sheltered spot in the shade, keep it watered. And then when the weather breaks, it looks like it's going to break next weekend. But, yeah. you know, and I've got, you know, I'm really into these cool weather crops. They're all going to seed. Yeah. They're all bolting. Yep. You know? Yep. It's uh, It's been, and I was down in North Carolina to speak to a garden group there and it was cooler in North Carolina than it was up here in Pennsylvania, which is a little bit ridiculous. But I was thinking of you, Doug. In uh, your newfound appreciation for insects, as I've seen you post so many great pictures up on Facebook uh, of the insects you find in your garden, there was a, a man, another speaker there, and the topic of his lecture was caterpillarology, which is super hard to say, but super fun. And his gig is with the North Carolina Botanic Garden, and he does these exhibits with caterpillars and crazy, huge, giant silk moth caterpillars. What and do you mean? Pictures? Hickory or- horn- he has them live. He goes out 
the night before and finds these caterpillars on these oak trees with 10-foot ladders. Like he has this, he has a special UV flashlight. I I also ordered one on Amazon, which is really exciting. (laughs) And he shines them on the trees and so many of them glow at night under UV light. And then he climbs up there on the giant ladder and he finds them and he rears them. And some of them, I mean, I put some pictures on um, an Instagram of them. They are incredible. And then he talks about how they... uh, uh, what the impact of uh, pesticides and things are all on, on all of these insects and climate change. And it was really cool. Just when I didn't think you could get any more nerdy about bugs, you hire, you, you, you send away for a UV I got flashlight. the UV flashlight <laughs> and I got the book uh, Caterpillars of the Eastern Forest, which is the one he recommended. Uh, and there's a Facebook page called The Caterpillar Lab. Which is hysterical. It's this young guy who's an entomologist, and he and he posts these really cool videos of of uh, different native caterpillars. And these are things that we uh, people who've gardened their whole life have never seen because they they spend their lives in a tree, and so you'd never unless you see a place like that or find somebody that really knows how to find them, you'd go your whole life never knowing that these guys exist. And he had some there that would look like furry and cute. They look like little tribbles, right, from the Star Trek series. But their stings are so severe that it one little sting from touching this caterpillar will land you in the hospital for five or six wow. days in this one particular one. So just really, really interesting stuff. What's funny, though, is that as long as I've had a macro lens, as uh-huh. long as I've had a macro lens, what be, way back when it was in the film days, I would always shoot pictures of bugs, always. I've got a picture when I first moved in from film of a uh ladybug on top of a peony you're getting ready to open so i just i've always had a fascination with close-up photography yeah. and with bugs it's it's a lot of fun and bugs are a great subject for that because you know they really well that's another reason i want it to cool lens. down you know yeah, right? they don't fly around so much when it's <laughs> nice and cool like that <laughs> another thing you know my chicago luster viburnum the one i again i i planted it for the birds it has beautiful purple berries I didn't get to it in time, and in one night the, the deer. deer took all the berries off. They won't eat the the you know they won't eat the viburnum. Yeah, they and, just eat and, the berries. And then uh, I, I still cannot. I don't know where this rabbit's getting in. I thought I knew. I saw where it ran out, and I I fixed it up. I, I can't plant anything in there until I figure out how to get keep the rabbit out. At least it's not a groundhog. That's the other thing. You know, I I saw the tomatoes that had chewing damage. Yeah. It's not a groundhog. It's a chipmunk. <laughs> I think you need a better dog. I think that's the lesson here. I think you need like a dog. I think, a I, I, think dog. It's time, I think it's time to maybe get a bring, real fence. No, bring cats back into the family. Oh, they are good yeah, at that. Driving me nuts. They are good at that. Or you could get, invest in a better fence around your garden. I mean, that would help too. One well, that you bury it, under the ground. It was, a little it bit. Is I mean, buried. a chipmunk would climb right up it over is, it. It is buried, but they're, dig, they're this, digging, under, digging it. under it. And you know, the thing is, it's buried and it's buried in this really nice compost, so it's easy to dig through. It's not buried in clay and stone. Yeah. All right, congratulations to Darwin, the winner of that gift certificate from the good folks at Sorgles. We'd love to hear from you already. We're going to talk to uh, John in Bethel Park about planting trees. And so I hope you'll stay with us, folks, and jump in here if you have any questions in the way of gardening because it is your organic gardeners till 8 o'clock. 866-391-1020, bank, instant access, kdka.com. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. Is Radio 1020 KDKA.
Well, I've got a busy week coming up on Wednesday. Join me for a free presentation, 4 o'clock, at the 12th Annual Celebrate Monroeville event held at the Monroeville Convention Center. The event features international, it's an international food festival and a trade show with over 200 exhibits. I'll be there with the Everybody Gardens team. And then Thursday, back at Saver Pittsburgh, which this year is actually at the Peterson Event Center. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to be one of the judges of collection of Pittsburgh's finest chefs who will share their favorite culinary creations for the honor of Dish of the Year. The event benefits... Uh, Women's and Infants Research at McGee Women's Research Institute. You can find out all about that at Saver Pittsburgh. That's SaverPGH.com. All right, 866-391-1020, dollar man, Kinston Access, KDK.com, Bethel Park. John, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. First, I want to thank uh, Jess and Doug, not only for this show, but for your newsletters this fall, which has been a fantastic guide to what to do during the fall. Um, and also, Doug, for your uh, symposium yesterday, any of your listeners that don't get those newsletters or are not a part of your uh, seat of the month club are missing a great opportunity and urge them to follow up on that. Oh, thanks so much. My question is about uh, a tree. When we bought our house, um, we inherited a tree right in front of the house, which is way overgrown and needs to come out um, and be replaced by something more appropriate size. Underneath it, uh, there's all kinds of wonderful plantings of perennials and annuals. And uh, so I want to delay cutting it out as much as I can so that we don't lose all that stuff because they'll trample it all the year round when they do. Uh, what is the latest that I would be safe to pull that out and replace it in that general area with something else? Well, for the planting part, they, they'll plant trees all the way through the winter as long as the ground's not frozen. I know talking when we've talked to the Davy Tree people, so... You've got plenty of time, oh, okay. uh, but if you know, if you tell them to be extremely careful, <laughs> don't trample all my flowers. You could take that yeah. that tree out. Uh, I'm, you, I'm gonna, I, I will, but it's going to be tough. <laughs> can you move? Can you move the perennials that are under there, at least in the immediate vicinity of the where the existing tree is? Um, I, I plan to just leave them there um, okay. and and replace the. Uh, um, you know, I, I want to put the tree in exact the same spot where the other one's coming out, but I think there's there's room that they can they can probably stay. Okay. Um, I was just thinking that, that if once they've sort of begun to die back, then I, I don't lose anything because they'll be gone over the winter anyway. So right, uh, I would just wanted to delay that as long as possible to still enjoy all of all of the color that's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think once those whatever the perennials and ground covers are in there, once they've been you know frosted once or twice, they're going to die back uh-huh. to the ground anyway. So right. you know, it's not like you're going to be risking hurting the foliage, emerging foliage, like you would if the project were done in the spring. I think doing the project in the fall is probably a, a far smarter idea than waiting until okay. the spring. He's going to anyway. have to. He's going to have to grind the stump, but then. How are you going to put a tree in that spot? Well, he said he's not going to put it in the exact same spot. I won't so. put it right on top of the stuff. I'll have to move it. You know, yeah. What are you thinking enough. about putting in there? Any idea? Japanese ma- a Japanese maple. Mm. Lovely. That's... It, will, it will stay. I can get one of those that doesn't get, you know, 20 feet tall the way right. the, yeah. the current thing is. It's blocking everything. Right. Well, yeah. You know, shop around for that because there are so many cool varieties of Japanese maples okay. out there. Find something that's really going to be amazing you know I, I always talk about this one that i stumbled onto at uh, uh bedner's farm and greenhouse at russ bedner was put on sale you know called bihou b-i-h-o-u and uh it, it has bark now that's changing from just a, a 
kind of a, a green to bright yellow, which is going to turn to bright red. And then Ooh. what is that one that... Uh, I wish I could remember oh, the yeah, one that yeah. I have. But I, I it love is that. So I love beautiful. that tree. I wish I knew the name of it too. Everybody who everybody who comes to my house and sees this one Japanese maple I have is like, "What is that?" Uh, in the spring, it, the leaves come out and they're this beautiful chartreuse, but the very new tips of the leaves are this orange, and then in the fall it turns this brilliant orange. I'm just so. But I don't know the variety. I'm just so happy that you don't know the variety because I'm always <laughs> forgetting the varieties, and I'm glad that we're in the same club. Well, I bought that years ago when we first moved into our house. It's got to be close to ten years, and I got it. I remember where I bought it at McTie's uh, because I happened to be driving by and saw that they had them in these little pots, and they were all on sale. They were only thirty five dollars a piece and i was like oh a japanese maple for 35 dollars a piece that is mine well and the one I, I stopped and grabbed the one, one i got at bedner's was already 12 foot tall was 50 bucks what? yeah and it was just you know it hadn't been watered right i asked yeah. russ bedner i said hey is that going to be okay he's like definitely yeah and when i went back there this year to speak and i was always talk about this tree he was there and i and i during the speech i said russ i think i got you on that one and he just said yeah, you got me on that one. Because <laughs> that is, when that, bark, when that bark changes from what's now like a bright green, which yeah. is, really looks cool, to this really startling red. And then the next year, uh, when the foliage comes out, they are chartreuse leaves with red tinges, yeah. and then but eventually fade to just a normal green. And but that is B-I-H-O-U. Okay. You know, but there are a million of them out there, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, so just poke around a little bit, you know, Google uh, cool Japanese maples and find something that's special that's going to be in there. Uh, this this tree, I'm just so happy I put it in. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, good Thank luck you to you. Very Thank much. you. Thank you. All right. Dollar Bank Instant Access. Should we still be watering our own lawns? No. <laughs> Short answer. There's really no need to. I mean, our lawns actually never shifted into dormancy this summer here in western Pennsylvania because we had you know, so much rain and we had temperatures that were not anything too extreme other than, you know, a day or two here or there. So the lawns never shifted into a natural dormancy. But now that we're having like a little bit of a heat wave and stressful weather, they're starting to brown out a little bit. But that's really not a reason that you need to to water them. Um, I mean, we're getting close to the time when things are going to get cold anyway. So it's not really worth uh, wasting the water on putting it on your lawn. Now, if it was a newly seeded lawn, uh, you know, brand new insulation, or you've just reseeded patches and things like that, then yes, of course, you need to keep those watered all the way through And winter. if you planted, if you happen to plant any shrubs or trees when things did cool off, man, make yep. sure they do not dry out. One thing, I, I just did a story with uh, Randy Sorgo about planting shrubs. He said, if that newly planted shrub dries out just once, mm -hmm. that that's could, it. That could be it. And so make sure that that stuff... and. Uh, yeah, it's great to get the warm weather. Yeah, pool's still open, believe it or not. Wow. And but plant wise, man, this is just this is not good. Yeah, <laughs> no, is, it isn't. Is... It's stressing them out before yeah. going into winter, which yeah. isn't a real great thing. But uh, you know, it's one of those things we don't have control over the weather, uh, and so with newly planted things, you really got to make sure that they stay well watered. What are you going to plant this fall? Are you going to are you going to plant some bulbs? You think this year? Or? Probably not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably not. I've run out of time in uh, energy. <laughs> I have so many. In which like, order? Quote unquote, you know, work projects to do. Yes, garden is work as well, but I mean, real work, paying work projects to do that, that uh, bulb planting, I think, is going to be pretty low on the priority oh, list. Oh, man. I, I have to plant them. I feel, I don't know. I just have, since I'm always standing up on my soapbox 
telling people to uh, to, to plant, to plant bulbs. To I think I have to do it. I, I, you know what? I get so much pleasure out of it. Well, I, you can always turn it into videos too, so that it be, even though well, you're doing the work in too. the garden, it becomes that's the other work. Thing too. Right. I, I've always got to have something to do with the video. Right. And, uh, the last one I did, I, I had a new new guy shooting the video. He's got to shoot it with one hand. And he's going to taste a pawpaw for the first time. Okay. And he, I give him a spoon. Well, he can't get it out of the pawpaw with, with just one hand. Okay. So I <laughs> take the spoon and, and I say, him. I go, here comes the choo-choo. And he's just like, <laughs> nothing he can do. The video is on. So there it went. I was feeding him the pawpaw. It was hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Oster, Jessica Wallace, we're here till 8 o'clock. It's your organic garden. This uh, phone's getting very busy right now, so we've got one line available. If you would like to be a part of the program, I highly suggest you call now, 866-391-1020. And, of course, always Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdka.com. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. Is Radio 1020 KDK. All right, right now, folks, the best way to get a hold of Doug and Jess is Dollar Bank Instant Access. Every single line is lit from, uh, well, we've got North Hills, Vanderbilt. They're all ready to jump in here and get on with uh, Doug and Jess. We're going to do that in just a moment. Take the 10th caller right now to win a $25 gift certificate, which especially this time of year, October, great time at Janoski's Farm. So that number is 412-922-1020. Let's say hi to Don. How are you, Don? Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hey, how we doing? I just thought a lion might have just eaten you, but go ahead. <laughs> Hello. Yes. What's yes, your question this morning? Good morning. Uh, I have a problem with my petunias. This time of year, it seems like the petunias get shredded. You know, there's various holes. Is that like a crawling bug or is that uh, a flying uh, bug? Can you help me? Okay. Uh, so you're seeing the shredded flower. Is it the flowers? Yeah, it's just a flower. Okay. And you're not seeing any insects on the flowers when you look? No, no. Okay. And like when you touch it, like to pull off, you know, the dead buds or whatever? Uh-huh. They feel, they feel a little uh, moisture slimy, let's say. Okay. And this happens, and this, and this happens every year. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing that it's one of two things. Um, my first thought immediately was slugs. Uh, typically, if we don't see the damage or see the insect itself, but we see the damage and you describe shedding, uh, shredded or tattered or holes like that, and we're not seeing the insect, a lot of times slugs are the culprit. Uh, and of course, they feed at night. So unless you go out there with a flashlight, you're not going to see them on there. And it's been a bad year for slugs. It has. Oh. Because the rest of the season, even though we're dry right now, the rest of the season was very wet. And so... This was great for building up their the slug population. So, and also what happens with a plant like a petunia that really spreads, especially if it's in the garden, it spreads really quickly. You've got a lot of foliage snug, tight against the ground. That is perfect slug habitat underneath that foliage. So, uh, you could go out and get an organic slug bait from the garden center, one that's based on iron phosphate. Those are the ones that are safe to use around kids and pets and wildlife. And you can sprinkle that around those petunia plants, and that will help you take care of those slugs. You know, this year I used some sluggo and that made all the difference in the world. I have one container where it was just, you know, I bought a big hanging basket and I took it out of the hanging basket, stuck it in that. It's actually the container you bought me that the handyman smashed into pieces and I glued it all together. Uh-huh. <laughs> it has good drainage. Good, I'll and, bet. <laughs> and that thing, man, just a, you could just, in the morning, you could just see the silvery, slimy trail. Yeah. And so the sluggo did the trick. It, it works really well, the organic control. 
866-391-1020. Bank Instant Access, kdk.com. Congratulations to Jay, winner of that gift certificate from Janoski's. Here's Harry. Hey, Harry, good morning. Good morning. I was wondering, I have some problems with, uh, oh, probably 25 or 30 hemlocks on the properties. I've, I've seen it in other years, the yellow in the uh, late summer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was, I can't pronounce the bug. Yep. It's uh, killing the hemlocks, but is this from stress or is it from the uh, wet this summer? Well, and hem- how do I know if this is the bug that's killing the uh, hemlocks? Right. So hemlock woolly adelgid is the that's insect, okay. right? Um, uh. But here's something to be aware of is that just because you're having a little bit of yellowing does not necessarily mean you have that woolly adelgid because hemlocks naturally and other evergreens as well do go through a natural needle drop late in the season, just like our deciduous trees do. So a lot of times things like white pines, hemlocks, um, arbovita, you'll see the interior needles or the ones closest to the trunk will start to yellow and they'll shed and drop from the plant. That is a natural process. Now, if you see the outer tips of the branches turning yellow, when you look at those branches, turn them upside down. If you see what look like little tiny white tufts of cotton along the little ends of the branches, then you have hemlock woolly adelgid and yeah. you need to treat those trees. And yeah, I saw be- that in the spring on about 10 of these and uh, we didn't treat it. I don't know what you call that when you treat the whole uh, like the root line or uh-huh. the drip line. A systemic. But uh, yeah. is it too late? Like, is it too late to treat them in the spring if if this is the bug? I mean, you should get to it right now. If you, yes. The bug is there. If you saw it in the spring, it's it's, there. It's, it's it's even worse now. And the way I've got a lot of hemlocks, and I'm treating mine, and I've had great success in using something called horticultural oil. And horticultural so, oil. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's a drip line? No, no that's no, a this, spray. Yeah, this is just this is not a systemic. This is just to spray it on the actual insect and it insect and it just comes in a a little concentrate. You mix it into a sprayer and then you just spray as much as you can get to and cover that bug up, you know, underneath, on top, all over and it does a great job. I mean, I had it I had it terrible this year just yeah. in the spring, the worst I'd ever seen it. And you have to get after it because it's eventually has a good chance of, of really setting the tree back or possibly killing it. And I'd also was, suggest okay, that you, you do, I think you should give the folks at Davy Tree a call. They will come out and they will look at that tree and they will confirm whether or not it has an infestation of hemlock woolly adelgid. Um, and they come out and they do that assessment and then they can talk about treatment plans. Um, and all that kind of stuff, and I, I they're the ones that can give you a hundred percent identity on that uh, insect pest. Okay, also the I have a border of hemlocks. It's like fifteen years old, and if they are dying from this, uh, Doug, I have a lot of hem or not uh, uh, holly, holly nut seedlings. They're probably uh, anywhere from two feet high to seven, eight, ten feet high. Mm-hmm. It's from an old Christmas tree farm, and uh, are they hard? to uh, transplant the hollies, and when should I do that? I I was thinking I could use them on the border if these die. They're not hard to transplant, but it depends on how big they are. But first, just concentrate on the hemlock. Uh, Even if we can't reach the top of these hemlocks, just spray the bottom. Well, that's why you actually get something like Davy Tree. You know, if if they can see that, you know, first off, many times in that hemlock woolly adalgia, we see it at first at the bottom of the tree. Uh, but if they're at the top, they'll just come with a bucket truck and they'll be able to get up to the top and spray it, or they can do systemic. Uh, but they need to make that call, and you need to take a close look at those trees. 
Okay, well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's take a very short break. Come back and get to these busy phone calls with Doug and Jess. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDK. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's Denise Schreiber, Greenhouse Manager for Allegheny County Parks. How are you, Denise? Uh, good. A little busy this time of year, but good. You know, ripped out the garden, um, getting ready to heal in a bunch of plants that... I didn't get a chance to plant yet, so they'll get planted next spring. I'm having a class on Tuesday, if anybody's interested. Uh, we're going to be forcing uh, daffodil bulbs. So, you know, come February, March, when you're really looking for some flowers and color, you can actually have them. So it's this Tuesday at the um, Buffalo Inn in South Park from 630 to 8, and you're going to take home a pan of um, daffodils of Mount Hood and Dutch Master, so they're the early bloomers, and it's just $10 for county residents, and you can register at any parks office, or you can call 412-350-2455 and register that way, too. We had a lot of fun last year doing this, too, and, and Doug, you and I have yeah, actually we've done it a couple of times for, together. Yeah, we've done it a couple of times for videos, and uh, it, whenever anybody ever asks me about forcing bulbs, I said... Talk to Denise because she knows how to do it. I, I, you know, the only time I've ever had success is when I did it with you and kept those inside of the garage as opposed to keeping them in the greenhouse. Yeah, and then they and they they turn out great, and you know, you can kind of replant them, but it's going to take a few years for them to come back. Um, but you know, this way you have color in spring, and you know, you can impress all your friends. Like, Look what I did. Always, always a good thing to impress the friends, right? Mine aren't all interested in gardening, so they'd probably be like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Let's, <laughs> let's go to Fulton. Fulton, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good, good, to, good to finally hear you guys, you know, um, and really miss you. Anyway, uh, the reason I, I'm calling is I put a, a row of tea roses along the fence in my backyard in late spring, early, early, early uh, summer. And they took, and they, in fact, bloomed real well. But within the last month, they've developed uh, some type. I believe it, it is a fungus. It's uh, they're like orange spots on on the leaves, and they, it's probably it's probably infected about eighty percent of the leaves. My question is, which number one? What should I do uh, immediately? Should I debride the leaves from uh, the plant, or should I start to um, uh, should I prune them back? And what's the best thing to do for you know, since they are new uh, roses, uh, to prepare them for over winter. All right. Is this Fulton of Rosemary and Fulton? Yeah. Hi. Oh, nice to hear from guys. you. <laughs> it's, it's not a common name. So when you said you miss us, Doug looked at me and I said, oh, oh that's, that's the Fulton. Fulton. One of our, one yeah. of our market well, district Yeah, it's crew. like going through life with two last names. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's worse things you could go through life with, right? I've yeah. seen well, well, it at that. I've, I've seen a lot of those roses they have at their house. It's awesome. So uh, first off for the fungal issues. Yeah. So it sounds like you might have some type of rust uh, on those roses. Uh, 
again, we had a summer that was incredibly wet, which is perfect storm for fungal issues. So just because you had it this year does not mean those plants are destined to have it every year. But one of the things that's going to be the most important thing for you to do with those roses is to make sure that all of those leaves are cleaned up at the end of the season. Okay. Because those spores, depending on what the pathogen is, can easily overwinter uh, on the fallen leaf debris. So make sure that when all of those leaves fall off the rose plants that you carefully collect them, throw them out in the garbage or burn them in a burn pile. Don't throw them on the compost pile and don't leave them lay anywhere around your property. You want to literally get rid of them out there. And then what you can do uh, is you can also cut down on the number of fungal spores by once the leaves are all off of the plant, you can spray it with a uh, organic fungicide. We like one called Serenade. Yeah, uh, and you can yeah. spray that on the bare stems and that will help uh, get rid of any fungal organisms that are clinging to the stems uh, before mm-hmm. we enter the winter. So that is a, a must to do on those plants. As far as preparing uh, Jeff, them... Yeah. Go ahead. Should it, uh, would it be wise to to get a head start on waiting instead of waiting them for the, the the infected leaves to fall off to just start to debride them right now and start clipping them off? Uh, you could, but I mean, we're getting to the point where they're naturally going to drop anyway. And if you start clipping, you might get new growth, which would be a bad right. thing. Oh. Right. So okay. I would just wait until they naturally... Normally, with fungal diseases, we tell you, yeah, as soon as you see it, cut that off and to prevent it from spreading. Yeah. But it, it sounds like it's pretty much already spread all over the plant. So I think at yeah. this point, just wait for some cold weather for them to naturally drop and then do that cleanup then. Um, And as far as preparing them for the winter in some way, because they are newly planted this spring and because we've had such a dry, you know, conditions the last couple of weeks, I would make sure that they're getting ample moisture going into colder weather because if we don't get it from Mother Nature, you are going to have to make sure that you provide it to them a nice, deep, thorough uh, irrigation once, twice a week to really make sure that they go into winter with as much moisture in them as possible. Gotcha. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the advice. All right. Thank nice you. Nice to talk to you, Fulton. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Coosa dogwood bark is starting to fall off. Any reason to be concerned? Dollar Bank Instant Access. That's uh, kind of, that's kind of that's what, what it does. Do. Yeah. <laughs> that exfoliating bark is like a, a, a trait of that plant. And so unless you're talking about gigantic sheets of it splitting off of the plant, in which case you do have a bigger problem, and I would suggest that you call the Davy Tree folks to come out and do some um, disease assessment. But if it's just the little pieces flaking off and leaving some really unique coloration, if it's that, that's just the nature of that particular tree. Do you tree. have a kusa in your I do property? Not. I don't no, either. I don't, but they are I great, would like great to, trees. I, I would like to find one one of those variegated ones. That is really hardy. If I, you know, I've had them before and haven't made it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'd love to find a variegated variety that's just like super hardy and cool, and figure out a spot for it. You'd have a great conditions for it yeah. there with the woodland yeah, yeah. understory that you have. I have a variegated dogwood, but it's not a kusa one. It's that wolf eyes, and it's a really cool tree. It's turning a beautiful pink. See, right I thought now. that was a kusa. Uh, I don't think so. No. We'll look it up. All right, we got one minute to the break. Let's go and say hi to Ann. Ann, one minute, please. Good morning. Good morning. It'll be fast. I want to know when I should cut my roses down. I, this is the first time I've ever planted roses, and I want to know when to cut them down. Well, if you do need to cut them down, do it in the spring. You do it in April when you start to see little uh, red buds come off it. Do you know what kind of roses they are? Uh, I did, but I don't. What, you said it like a couple of weeks ago, and I can't 
remember what. Well, they're... we don't do it till the spring, so nothing to do this time of the year uh, except get make sure that they're watered at the end of the season, like Jess was was telling Fulton. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and about right irises, I kept, cut those down already because they started to die. And now they're starting to grow again. Yeah, that those irises do that. They look really crummy in the summer, and then we cut them down, and they send up new growth. And one of the things that you need to do with those German bearded irises, they are one of the plants that you absolutely must cut down in the fall after we get a frost or two because there's a little insect called the iris borer that will it's a, a borer that will tunnel out the rhizomes of the German bearded iris and the eggs over winter on the foliage. So make sure you clean up the foliage. Every morning, learn the issues with the KDKA Morning News. Weekdays 5 to 9. We love taking you inside the Steelers locker room post bears with Mike Tomlin and the players. Plus, how long is this heat going to last? Come on. It's fall already. Let's get the temperatures down. We'll check with AccuWeather. Larry Richard and John Chumway on the KDKA Morning News, weekdays 5 to 9. News Radio 1020 KDKA. Hey, one week from today, it'll be the first day in October. And what does that mean? Pumpkin Land, Janoski's in Clinton. Every weekend, 10 to 5, admission includes activities like hayride, corn maze, haunted barn, petting zoo, pony rides, face painting, straw jump, and a pedal bike path. And they are now taking reservations for weekday field trips, schools and churches at 724 3438. Like them on Facebook and also stop in and find out what they have to offer for your fall. Every day, they're open in Clinton, 8 to 7. Okay, I had to make sure I had this right. So Window Nation is giving windows away. You buy two windows, you get two free, but that's not all. By the way, there's no minimum or maximum purchase. Window Nation will also give you a $100 Giant Eagle gift card, whether you buy from Window Nation or one of their competitors. Yep, you heard that right. School is back in session. Vacations are over. Time to winterize your home before the cold weather ahead. Window Nation. In fact, they install over 100,000 windows a year, which means they can sell for less and save you thousands. Hi, this is Larry Richard inviting you to call 866-90-NATION, set up a no-obligation demonstration, or visit windownation.com. Supplies are limited. Get two free windows for every two you buy, plus take 18 months to pay off those windows with 0% interest. 866-90-NATION. Ask about free windows, free financing, and free Giant Eagle gift cards. PA License 104611. Sometimes a comforting meal is best enjoyed from the comfort of home. At Bob Evans, you can feed up to four starting at just $19.99 with our family meals to go. Carry out our homestyle meatloaf topped with smoky sweet wildfire sauce, plus your favorite farmhouse side and freshly baked rolls. Make tonight meatloaf night with Bob Evans' family meals to go. Because here on the farm, the best way to end each day is with a dinner done right. Bob Evans, down on the farm. Buy directly from the grower and save big. Right now, save 25% on all shade trees, flowering trees, and selected plants at Lake Forest Gardens in northern Beaver County. Lake Forest Gardens is a wholesale retail nursery with over 600 acres of high-quality, homegrown shade trees, ornamental shrubbery, and perennials. Dambaugh's Lake Forest Gardens, four miles west of Zelenopo Airport on Route 588. Call 724-758-5706 or click lakeforestgardens.com. 
Enjoy the fantasy. Knights in shining armor, comedy, games, fine arts and crafts, and food fit for a king. The Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival, open weekends and Labor Day, August 19th through September 24th. It's affordable fun for everyone. Downradio.com. Downradio.com. Listen to KDKA anytime. Anywhere. KDKA. AMNHC. KDKA FMHC2 Pittsburgh. And KDKA.com. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. The, it's like the eclipse, man. I got to say it. Doug was right. I, I like hate it. when I have to say like that, it. but yeah, that wolf's eye variegated dog. What I have is a kusa. The only reason I know is I've killed two of them, so that's all. <laughs> it's I know it's research, a right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, join me this Wednesday, four o'clock. I'm going to be at the 12th annual Celebrate Monroeville event held at the Monroeville Convention Center. It is a cool, free event. It's an international food festival and a trade show with over 200 exhibits. I'll be there with the whole Everybody Gardens team, which includes Everybody Adventures and Everybody Craves. We're going to have a lot of fun. And Thursday, I'll be at Saver Pittsburgh, which is a really great event. Uh, lots of food there, fun thing. It's going to be at Peterson Event Center this year, which is exciting. To find out who is, which chef is going to win Dish of the Year, and the event benefits Women's and Infants Research at McGee Women's Research Institute. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.